Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master caution. Reset. One. No current alarms. Vault temperature within normal parameters. Vault pressure within normal parameters. Vault humidity within normal parameters. Vault integrity test report secured. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live! I'm Sergeant Drano, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite doubling established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... Year 7, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am. I am really going to regret <laughs> that. Year 7 is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat It'll be cool. It'll be like it'll be like Stephen King's When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. So tonight we'll be reviewing episode four. I think it's four of Fear the Walking Dead. The not title of the episode is Not thing. Fade Away. Um, we'll review the episode, uh, give our ratings, talk about our favorite walker of the week. Uh, you know, we'll issue out a Roger Award or two and uh, maybe make some predictions for what we think might happen next. And of course, these predictions will not be based on any sort of spoilers or things we might have possibly already seen in next week's episode. <laughs> So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is sponsored by the amazing Chinese shovel. Think it's just a shovel? No! It slices, dices, digs, picks, parries, pliers, screws, hammers. It's the only tool you'll ever need. Much more than a shovel. It's the amazing Chinese shovel. Okay, let's see who we've got on the line tonight. Transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad, how's it going? It's going good, Sergeant. Good. I uh, I don't have a drink ready, so I may have to go get some booze and oh. myself up. I am all ready to uh, to talk about the show. All set. Ah. All set. Yeah. 
I've got my lemonade Rita ready to go. In fact, I've already started on Rita. Suck it down her insides. Rita, Rita, meter made. <laughs> uh, you seen much uh, Joaquin, Joaquin up there, here, way? Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Johnson, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin. Yes. Uh, Joaquin Tall, Joaquin Tall. <laughs> so the Joaquin dead? No, no. Joaquin, Joaquin. Fear the Joaquin. Fear the Hurricane. Joaquin. Joaquin. No. no. <laughs> Who else we got on there? So he can go ahead and start Incoming talking. Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? All right, guys. How are you guys doing this week? Not too bad. Not too bad. Under threat right. from from we we of course fear. The walking hurricane. Oh God, I'm so tired of it. It just—I mean, I mean, two weeks ago, people were complaining like we haven't gotten enough rain. So, uh, well, uh, how how is the weather down there? Are you getting much of it? I mean, it's pretty much probably the same as you. Probably just a little probably, bit more. Probably. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, have you seen uh, the current episode or just the episode we're reviewing today? Both, but I didn't really pay attention to the last one, so uh, <laughs> I have watched once, and frankly, um, I'm sure we'll bitch about it tonight. <laughs> what, you're bitching already? We haven't even started. Oh, we had to do something while you were getting your drink. Well, have you got your drink, Steve? I have my big-ass Cubra Libra, yeah. Cubra Libra, what is that? Oh, yeah, that's right, you told me this yeah, last week, last I don't remember episode. what it is, though. Yes. <laughs> Free Cuba, and it's a uh, a drink that goes way back to the uh, Spanish American. Interesting, but what is actually in it again? Rum, coke, and lime. Rum, coke, and lime? Did you say? Yes, lime juice. Oh, okay. So you could just use coke with lime and just put the rum in there. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, are you guys ready to uh, get rolling on this thing? Ready to get our rant on? Rock on, dude. Rock on. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, get started with that first thing that we do, which uh, these days is by uh, Mr. Bad. And as is customary, this is the first time I've actually read this, too, so we can all be surprised together as I stumble over words. <laughs> we start the show with Travis's son, Chris, up on the roof, filming himself while he conducts an adolescent angst-filled monologue detailing the perceived failures of the military occupation of his neighborhood. His vague accusations don't seem to have any factual basis, at least none that we've seen, unless we've missed something, but they do plant seeds of apprehension and uncertainty in this safe, sleepy little enclave. He ends by filming some flashes of light coming from a home outside of the safe zone. The episode sets the scene nine days after the arrival of the National Guard and the formation of a quarantined safe zone around the neighborhood. Later we will find out that this that this is one of 12 camps south of the San Gabriel Mountains. This mountain range runs just north of L.A., east to San Bernardino. Hmm, says Mr. Bad. I have a feeling that we have missed something here, and that it may have been quite a lot. L.A. has just under 4 million inhabitants, and the greater L.A. area has about 13 million. So if there are 12 safe zones for the L.A. area, that would mean each walled district should have close to 1 million residents. But it looks like Madison's neighborhood has just a few thousand tops. 
What gives? Has Kirkman already glossed over the deaths of 90% of humanity without any explanation or rationale? Will tonight's show offer up some explanation on how we got here? Or will it dish out a plot that gives flesh and blood to Chris's alarmist prologue? Let's find out. Meanwhile, Travis blows off Chris's concern that there is still survivors outside the safety of the fences. Let's not question authority, certainly not if you're over 30. Why is Travis such a dick to his son? Out of millions of people in L.A., is it so hard to believe that some got missed and are trapped in their homes by zombies? Or is Travis acting more like Nick? Is he wedded to a comforting rationale that allows him to retreat into an escapist fantasy world, one where safety and liberty still go hand in hand? Tension mounts in the neighborhood and in Madison's house. Get these damn migrants out of my kitchen and stop getting so touchy-feely with your ex! Oh, I guess that's supposed to be Madison paraphrase. That's her thoughts, I guess. <laughs> Colonel Asshole, uh, actually a lieutenant something or other, uh, needs to work on his PR skills or start shooting some neighbors if he wants to keep the safe zone happy or at least pacified. Neighbor Doug is losing his shit? Okay, Ducky, I know there are zombies looking to eat your face, but cool it. Everybody on this side of the fence are pulling for you, buddy. No worries, we'll help you out. Just pass the damn test and don't panic. Of course, what happens if you flunk? I guess you could take your Hot Wheels car and pull a Mad Max, or maybe the military will just send you to a special place for a little quiet time. Take a page out of Chill Dude Nick's book. Relax, take a swim, steal some of your neighbor Hector's morphine, and let your worries fade away. Little Ophelia swaps some spit with Colonel A with Corporal Adams, but no deal is struck for Mom's needs, and her perimeter defenses remain intact, and the Corporal bids a hasty retreat back to base. Madison flashes back at the survivors outside the camp, but they won't budge, so she skedaddles with it's the like, flashlight. Madison flashes back at the survivors outside yes. the camp, but they won't come to her. Yeah, so she skedaddles through the fence and checks out the old hood. It's looking pretty grim and damn stanky. And wait, not all those bullets to the head are in zombies. Looks like most of the corpses don't show any signs of infection. I don't know about most. Um, certainly not the kid with the gun by his side. Pick it up already. She holds her breath and stays low as, patro as a patrol passes by. Travis learns that Doug had been sent away due to his mental problems. Dr. Exner has been making the rounds and figures out that Liza, previously called by me as Lisa, apparently her name is Liza, apparently I cannot pronounce Liza, but that Liza is not a real nurse, but that Nick is a real addict. Mrs. Salazar is scheduled for a ride to the hospital to fix her leg. Hubby is welcome to come along. Madison relays her observations to Daniel, and he warns Madison of his experiences in El Salvador when the sick were taken under the guise of receiving hospitalization, but were instead killed. I'm not sure why the El Salvadorian dictatorship would kill the sick. I mean, it's not like they were providing any health care in the first place, but hey, it makes for great foreshadowing. The guys with guns show up to escort the Salazars, but Daniel isn't on the list, but Nick is! Things heat up, and a couple of our heroes get their heads bashed in by the cards, and Nick and Griselda are hauled away. 
Dr. Exner pleads with Liza that she needs her, and if she wants to help her friends, she needs to come with her. So without a word, she climbs on board, and Madison blames all this shit on Liza. <laughs> hey, if she didn't want her son taken to the hospital, she shouldn't have kicked his ass so thoroughly. Travis heads to the roof as the convoy departs and sees the flashing signal from the dead zone house. Seconds later, he sees muzzle flashes and hears gunfire. Fade to darkness. I guess Chris was right after all. So, what did you guys think of this episode? How many stars would you give it, uh, Mr. Bat? You know, I have a lot of problems with it, but again, it was a very well-crafted episode, uh, and I thought it was pretty good. I'll give it an 8. Give it an 8. An 8? Okay, that's pretty solid. And uh, how about you, Brian? I was born out of my mind. I gave it a 5. A <laughs> 5? <laughs> I understood what was going, but they are they're playing into the military bad thing. I, it's just, I really, I really hate... But I knew they were going to. I just, yeah. That is such a cliche, you know? I'm as, At the time that I was watching this episode... I was I'm I'm I was really really hoping that it was a feint that they were making maybe making the audience try to think that the military might be bad but then surprise it's actually just the civilians being paranoid and they end up screwing it up for themselves. So hopefully that's where they take it. But you know, they are they certainly are I mean you have douchebag lieutenants. Yeah. I mean, he acts <laughs> like a complete inner douchebag. Yes, I mean, yes, he does. <laughs> I've, I think I've even re- heard him referred to as douchebag on other podcasts. <laughs> we can call him uh, a lieutenant douchebag or, uh, you know, what, what'd you say, Steve? We can call him Colonel Douchebag or whatever you want, sure. Colonel Douchebag, <laughs> Lieutenant Douchebag. Yeah. Um, oh, we can cl- c- call him uh, Colonel Shitshanked. Yeah. For me, um,. I had a lot of problems with this episode too. Um, it was I was entertained while I was seeing it, but there were certain things in it that really annoyed me, which we'll get into later. Uh, I will give it. I'll give it a seven. Um, it it definitely held my attention though, and I was surprised when someone later pointed out to me that there actually weren't any zombies in this entire episode. <laughs> that's true, yes. That's I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, of any Walking Dead uh, show where there was no zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. I'm not sure that's ever been done before. I just thought that was interesting, though. Um, I agree with uh, what Brian said. I just mm. thought it was also a good episode, you know, in the way it was crafted. I have lots and lots of problems. <laughs> the military is is a big thing, but it's not even the biggest thing. That I have something much bigger than that. Well, uh, well actually, what worked? Actually, I do work. have something big. <laughs> I just don't, you know, I just haven't been able to show it to any girls lately. But you know. <laughs> well, well, tell us, uh, Mister Bad, what worked and didn't work for you? Uh, what I'm, made the episode better? What made it worse? For me, I like the foreboding ang. ang- uh, anxiety that the episode sort of built up. You know, uh, the, at first, hey, Chris was a bit bit of a douchebag up there on the roof, you know, a bad yeah. mouth in the military. But hey, he's a teenager. I mean, that's their job, you know. He's got a fucking camera. He's filming himself. He's not just doing a monologue on the roof. He mm-hmm. has to, like, film himself because otherwise there's no reason to talk to himself. 
Oh, yeah, Pixar didn't happen. So it's like, you know, he's doing a vidcast, you know, without, you know, well, yeah, I guess he's, he's, he's <laughs> doing a vidcast. Or, it's for when Facebook comes back up. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I didn't like him, but I actually I thought that worked, you know, just him sitting there talking about this crap. Um, uh-huh. So and I thought that did enter um, some interesting kind of uh, foreboding or forewarning that yep. you eventually picked up on. I thought that was good. Uh-huh. What didn't work, two big, big things. The total lack of any rationale for the deaths of 90% of the fucking population <laughs> after only nine days. We don't know that they're dead. Oh, they wait, wait, no, they're dead. dead. Oh, they're dead. Uh, they clearly said no, nothing alive is outside the quarantine zones. There's uh-huh. only 12 of them, and there are not... 13 million people in, you know, these goddamn areas. So, 90% of the population's dead, nine days later, and evidently, we're supposed to believe that there's a military dictatorship that's already making lists of the living and soon-to-be dead. I mean, it's like a fucking Schindler's List with zombies. Really. You know. Yeah, being led by a lieutenant. <laughs> by yes! a junior officer. <laughs> I didn't get that. I mean, he should have been at least a colonel or a fucking general. The goddamn yeah. National Guard gives out generals to every asshole, you know, uh, car <laughs> salesman and ex-congressman, you know. And they yeah. have a lieutenant, you know. Well, that almost... Uh, tells you that there's been a coup if a fucking lieutenant is is yeah. handling a uh, at least battalion, maybe even brigade, because uh, the National Guard um, units are, are usually oversized. I mean, yeah. um, well, it, unless there's we're supposed to take this that, as that there's been so much attrition in the ranks that he <laughs> that he's the highest, <laughs> though he's like the only days. officer in the whole area that's not been Where killed. Where did everybody go? What the fuck happened? I yeah. thought. I mean, I'm really pissed off. Not just because they're showing some fucking um, cliche of an evil military, but the whole reason to, to watch Fear of the Walking Dead was to find out how humanity crashes. Right. And they start from the episode where you really start to see the first zombies sort of breaking out and causing trouble. Yeah. They stop. Nine days have passed, and ninety <laughs> percent of the population is dead, and civilization right. is all, for all practical purposes, you know, teetering. Yeah, yeah, seems like it. Bullshit! Fuck you, Kirkman! Right here, suck on my big one. <laughs> okay, um, Brian, what worked and didn't work for you? What worked for me was Nick and his drug abuse again. Oh yeah, that was um, awesome. That was beautiful. I mean, yeah. Um, don't you love hating him? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. No, the sad thing is, I don't hate him. I don't hate him at all. He's doing exactly what I would probably have expected if he was, if he was really Jones and for it. He's going to do it. He's just trying to trick his mother into thinking that he's off it. And now, well, I think the big moment was him under the bed with the guy suffering on the bed on top of him. That was super fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate him for it. He's an addict. I mean, I kind of expect he's going to be the selfish cunt. But well, he I, I don't mind hating him for that. <laughs> I mean, well, you can hate him all you like. I just, I don't hate his character. I feel sympathy and I feel bad for his character because he's instead of getting himself clean, he's going to be if he survives past this this episode of uh, the season, he's going to go through massive withdrawal at the beginning of season two. 
and dealing with the dangers they're going to have to put themselves into because we're assuming this entire town's going to go bye bye. Well, I think I think we can hate him though because he the only reason he's choosing to let this old man suffer is to try and make his mom think that he's beating no, this no. thing. And he's not. I know. That's why I don't hate him as a. I don't hate him because he's going to get over it anyway. But he's that's a to, that's a totally know. selfish motivation, though. So what? Selfish is not necessarily a bad thing. He's doing what he's being written very well. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. He's an interesting and, character. And that's, why character. that's why I don't. That's why I don't hate the character. I just don't. Oh, okay. um, I feel sympathy for him. The one character I do hate is Sergeant Sergeant Douchebag because they literally. That's Dreno to you. Was him because they, they wrote him so poorly. Like I'm just following <laughs> orders. You really have to realize what's going on. This probably isn't going to work. But you know he's following orders and he's using that as an excuse to basically basically be a douchebag. I mean yeah. that Sister's List scene, uh, scene that with the golf. I mean yeah. wow. Well, I don't know. Totally I guess agree. The military the military coming in and them basically making them seem like they are just you know incompetent fools. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't like where they went with it. I really wish. I'm hoping this still happens. That it comes to the fact that the military goes down, not because they weren't bound, uh, they didn't, uh, they weren't brave, but uh, they were just overrun trying to protect people. But I got this feeling what's going to have happening is they're just going to be like, you know, we're going to kill you all, and then we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen yet, but I hope not. Well, I really like the idea of the civilians ultimately messing up the situation themselves. Because of mistrust in the military, you know, unwillingness to go along with these restrictions placed on them. I kind of like the, the idea of... Cutting holes and fences. Of, yeah, of, of inverting the trope, you know, of the evil military. Oh, military's bad, and it turns out that they actually are, you know, just trying to do what, it, what they think it will take to contain this thing. And that gets subverted by these civilians doing sneaky stuff. <laughs> yeah, or, or just being a pains in the asses because they don't have their fucking cell phones or the you know yeah. the air conditioners on all the fucking time or their lawns. Mm. I mean, could you imagine some asshole coming up and complaining that he he doesn't have uh, the the pump going, so his lawn's dying? You know, right? Yeah. But that's the only way I could, That's what I'd like to see them do with this and. I can just about accept the asshole lieutenant guy if if that's the case because you know if if they do flip flop it a, a good way to to you know lead us in the wrong direction is with this guy and I could you know it's not completely unbelievable that you'd have some total dick in charge of a group I mean there's dickhole bosses everywhere including the military and you know. And um, many people in the military would be the first to admit that some of their officers are idiots and assholes, and that's just the way they are. <laughs> and, you know, the military is not trained to police the American populace. It's not just at not. All. Yeah, they, they, most of them have no interpersonal skills yeah. to people <laughs> who are not beneath them. I mean, yeah. it's all a top-down sort of uh, hierarchy, and, um, yeah, um, dumb assholes, you know, in charge of a lot of people can act like assholes. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, what worked and didn't work? I agree with Brian. I guess most of what worked for me is the, the stuff with Nick, stuff that didn't work for me. I feel like Travis was really acting out of character, being 
just totally dismissing the you know the signals coming from the house and then even when uh he finally you know thinks that there might be uh i i don't understand why he doesn't go and immediately you know tell the military about this that I, they th- they think somebody's outside the safe zone and they need to send somebody exactly yeah I, and it's how could you not imagine that there'd be lots of people missed? You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. thirteen million people. You think they're all just going to you know round themselves up in the mm. neighborhood? And I'm trying to think. It is this episode, right? It's one of the guys, the lieutenant's playing golf, right? That he finally tells him, right? Yes. Yeah, and then and then once again, you know, on top of that, you got the lieutenant just kind of blowing it off, like now nah, there's nobody out there. Yeah. And. He said that there's no no there's nobody alive outside the fences. Yeah, and that doesn't seem in character either. Absolutely if not. E- either either the, the lieutenant would be interested in this information and want to check it out, regardless of what it is, maybe it's survivors, maybe it's you know part of this insurrection you're, that you're trying to contain, or if he really already is aware of it but doesn't care, he should at least be smart enough to you know. It, try to make Travis think that okay, I'm definitely you know listening to you, and we're going to check it out. You, you, you just lie to him. Yeah, you know, don't get why you just blow off the the whole idea of it. That's exactly right. You know, the National Guard. What would you rather do if you're in the National Guard? Check on the water filtration system, you know, or the diesel gener- backup generator, or go uh, shoot something and potentially uh, rescue some young. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there's some juicy survivalist daughters we have to rescue from their virginity. Dumbass survivalists. Save her virginity, <laughs> you know, rescue her virginity from the zombies. You know, <laughs> of course you want to go out and be a hero. Uh, why wouldn't you? You want to go shoot something. That's yeah, what you yeah. want to do. Um, you don't just want to sit there hitting your balls, you know, whacking your balls. That's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that was supposed to be, like, a, a reference to the governor, because they played, yes. like, golf out at uh, Woodbury or whatever it is, too. They were whacking balls out there. And yeah. then they also did whacked balls uh, in the governor part, too, as yes. well. Him. Yes, and, and that's right before the governor offs his, uh, his ex yeah. now, yeah. So I wonder if that's an intentional reference, or if they're just not very... Uh, it seems like it to me. Everybody who plays golf in, in this universe is a dickhead. It's a, it's a dictator. Maybe I mean, literally so. a dick, dick, dictator. A dick, yeah. dictator. Yeah. And, yeah, so, okay, I guess that's what worked and didn't work for me. Can I ask you a question about yeah. what worked? Um, it seemed also that one of the things that worked is that the young ladies or the, or the women in this episode were working it to get... To use sex for their own ends. Yeah, Both yeah. Ophelia and Madison, the whole makeup sex thing was pretty lame. You know, I mean, it was <laughs> wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Hey, you don't want to cuddle? Uh, no, I just wanted to, you know, get you back on board, you know, uh, Mr. Luggo. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was pretty lame when they we, they go outside in the car to have sex, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's a little privacy. They got nine people in the house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Car. I don't care. 
But, uh, yeah, she didn't see, n- neither her or uh, Ophelia had any interest in the guys they were with. They were both, you know, using them. Oh, you think that was just uh, purely a uh, a ploy, huh? Oh, yeah, Ophelia went at meds, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. the corporal wanted to get into her pants. You know, as soon <laughs> as uh, that transaction wasn't going to happen, it was like, <laughs> you know... Uh, oh, I'm so glad. You're like, you're proof that there are still good people, Ophelia. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets to get back to camp, you know. I, there's no meds here. You're not getting none. <laughs> and same with Madison, you know. Oh, okay. You're uh, you're a little too friendly with uh, Liz or Liza or however you say Liza uh, and the goddamn Colonel. So I got to sort of, you know, use some sex to, uh, you know, get you back on my side, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good grief! Yeah, well, I uh, I agree that kind of sucks. Although at the same time, I could totally see people doing that. <laughs> I wish, but no. <laughs> All right, uh, smartest dumbest. What was the smartest thing somebody did in the episode? And what was the dumbest, Mister Bad? Um, I would say the smartest is a tie between Daniel Salazar and Chris for knowing that something was up. Based on absolutely no observable information whatsoever. And seriously, mm-hmm. uh, death squads don't kill the sick unless you're a Nazi. And they, you know, the El Salvadorians didn't kill sick people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most evil regimes, they want to burden sick and wounded people on their enemies. That's why, uh-huh. I mean, they don't make weapons to kill. They make weapons to maim and kill, I mean, uh, and, and wound so that they can burden their opponents with wounded people. It takes more effort to actually help someone who is wounded than it does to, uh, you know, grab their empty rifle from their dead hand and, and go carry on. Yeah, very true, very true. But it was great foreboding, though, that the <laughs> for whatever reason, are going to come for your sick and uh, dumb and uh, psychologically imbalanced and addicts and, uh, you know. But they <laughs> must have... I, I don't understand it. I really, I mean, for me, 90% of the population is dead, and there's no fucking explanation. I mean, <laughs> did the military go kill them all? If they did, that would have been a hell of a lot of firepower. You would have heard firefights straight for nine days, them sweeping mm-hmm. L.A., killing millions of people. Well, some people might have gotten out of the city before it got too bad. No if they thought there was way. some other place have to go. Have you ever been in a goddamn L.A. Uh, or any big city, you know, traffic jam? I mm-hmm. can tell you for a fact that if there's any panicky situation, roads are, are just jammed, they stop, and if you don't have a strong military or police presence, you'll have people killing each other on the roads <laughs> trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have that nowadays in Russia. People are going over the shoulder and, and, and off the road. Uh, if you had, you know, a real situation, people would be driving in the uh, the oncoming lane trying to get out. Yeah, that is that is an interesting uh, thought. I, I kind of wish we got to see that. And all a these panic kids have the, uh, exodus four-wheel drive vehicles. They would have been all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I could see. I, yeah, it, I kind of wish we did see the, some of that nine-day stuff, because I really could see a lot of people getting killed in situations like that. And you would almost have the police or the military shooting people to keep order. I'm mm. not saying that that sort of thing wouldn't happen. That's, uh, that's one thing that's kind of uh, strikes me as strange. The fact that uh, 
now these military guys are here, but we see zero police anymore. We saw quite a few police the week no, before. No firemen, no uh, emergency. No police uh, anywhere. Ambulance, medical. It's like, right, it's just the military. Yeah. I think they've wiped everybody out. I mean, seriously. Apparently. I pissed <laughs> off at Kirkman. I mean, I thought the whole point of Fear of the Walking Dead was to find out what happened. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. then I don't care about the medical reasons. I don't care if it's a bacteria or a virus or... Yeah, um, just the process of breakdown. Yeah, and, I mean, and all the stuff we're saying would make for good, you know, episodes. Mm-hmm. People having, you know, panicking, uh, evil things being done, you know, in the main, in the the to maintain order or safety and turning yep. on each other. That's all good, you know, dark um, drama. Yep, yep, yep. Skipping nine days and it's like, everybody's dead. <laughs> They're all dead, Jim, you know? Yeah. Hey, I well, feel like, remember that, that British show, Red Dwarf? And oh, the, yeah. And the survivor's asking the computer, well, uh, where's Carrie? She's dead. Where's Jim? He's dead. Uh, where's <laughs> Frank? He's dead. They're all dead. Are you trying to tell <laughs> yeah. me they're all dead? Yes, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, to be fair, Steve, we don't uh, know if all of these different uh, 12 settlements are the same sizes. There might be some that are much larger than others, possibly. Possibly, but, I mean, you got to say, even if they're all larger, I mean, anything... I mean, if you had... A hundred thousand people, that's a huge, huge deal. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a city. If you had a million people, that's a big fucking city, you know? Yeah. yeah L.A. Yeah. is basically one, I mean, as, as metropolitan areas go, I mean, you've got people squished in there pretty, you know, pretty darn tight. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That would be great if they were all women. Mm. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> they're all dead, Jim. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Okay, um, smartest, dumbest, Brian. Oh, dumbest was, was, was uh, Madison not picking up the gun. Smartest was Daniel and Chris knowing something was up. But Madison okay. not picking up the gun was really yeah. All right, Brian. Smartest was Nick using that guy for drugs. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. I, would, I didn't expect it. I, I, uh, I, that was actually going to be mine, too. Um, <laughs> but dumbest... <laughs> You know, the really the dumbest I have in this, and this has nothing to do with Steve and ninety and there being like ninety percent of the population being dead. Uh-huh. It kind of it kind of goes with it, but we didn't see one fucking zombie the entire episode. We saw dead <laughs> people, but no walkers. I was, I mean, I was really, I mean, I would have liked to have seen like them constantly being having to kill them, even if they're out in the distance, yeah. you know, as they walk, as they, as they, you know, they scatter out from the cities. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Nine days, and that, I mean, I, get, I can't believe that many people would die in that, but it, 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 I don't know. I just can't see that many people dying that quickly. So, either the military helped out, or, you know, this thing was by far more widespread, and very, very much faster than, like, yeah. remember The Walking Dead, they like, well, you, you can turn between four minutes and, like, 18 hours, or whatever it was, so yeah, yeah. people are turning a lot faster. I mean, because we did that one police officer that was attacking that other police officer. One episode three, oh, yeah. that's one. Yeah, and it was like that's kind of that's kind of fast. So yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And of course, we know that this is very widespread. It's basically probably happening everywhere at this point, simultaneously, and that's going to stretch the military really thin, really quick. If you've got the entire nation, you know, this basically happening all over the place, everywhere. Yeah. And the sad thing is that they knew exactly what was, you know, what, what how to take care of it. They could have squelched it a long time ago. Of course, they would have to have new ways of being able to deal with people because if someone dies, they. Come uh. back. But, I, yeah, I'm not sure that they do know exactly what the deal is. They don't. Well, I, I think they've seen enough. That, like in the first two episodes, when the cops were shooting the people in the head, and people were getting pissed off over it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they know the, about shooting things in the head. I, it seems like they they're still in the mindset that this is a a disease that is spread by the bites. They don't seem to realize that, you know, doesn't matter if you're bitten. If you die, you come back as one of these. That's possible. I think uh, shooting someone in the head is standard um, inner city cop, you know, way of uh, reducing <laughs> the amount of police brutality, uh, uh, you know, lawsuits. If, they sh- if you shoot them in the head, they're unlikely to file a brutality lawsuit against you. Uh, police are trained to shoot center mass. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so you say. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that was your smartest, dumbest. What was your dumbest again, Brian? Zombies at all with a population. No zombies, gotcha. Just okay. these be fighting them off quite a bit. And that's okay. a great right. point. I really think that's very observant because if after nine days civilization is only in LA is down to 12 fucking little safe zones where are all the zombies you're afraid of yeah you would think they'd be swarming all over the place yeah you think they'd be actively defending the fences yeah yeah then it looks like they're like walking around driving around you don't see anything yeah I agree that is kind of weird let's see smartest dumbest um like I said, my smartest is the same as Brian's. Uh, I certainly don't respect it. <laughs> I think it's pretty messed up. But as far as devious thinking goes, uh, stealing the poor sucker's morphine, <laughs> <laughs> laying under his bed while the guy groans in pain while you're stealing his morphine. <laughs> that takes a special mindset. <laughs> the only um, thing that would have been better is if he had been too, so worried that somebody would walk in and see the tube missing from the guy or hear his sounds, that uh, he left the morphine going into his arm and then just took his blood, the morphine blood, <laughs> and jabbed, you know, jabbed that into his arm like a vampire. I don't know. I might run into blood compatibility problems or something. I'm not exactly sure how that works. No, you're exactly right. If the blood was uh, incompatible, he would go into uh, shock, yes. Actually, okay. nice, a nice touch of the needle going in between his toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew. Yuck. Okay. Uh, and dumbest, uh, I'm going to say it's a tie between uh, Madison cutting the friggin' fence when she sneaks out and, of course, not telling anybody that there's a hole in the fence now. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, that and, uh, the fact that, uh, the soldiers show up and haul off Nick and Griselda 
Uh, I mean, I could I could totally see there being a a rationale for you know detaining Nick because of his current state. You know, he needs he, the guy needs treatment, and of course Griselda needs medical treatment. It makes no sense that they wouldn't let her husband come with her. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that, that even if even if this is a big plot and they're just going to like shoot him once they get him out of sight from everybody. Why are you going to make a big fuss out of this? Exactly. <laughs> it's just somebody else to shoot. Um, yeah, you're exactly right, Sergeant. You couldn't ha- be more right. If, if, it, if this was some sort of weird plot to kill people who could be problems or there's not enough supplies who are going to cull the population, yeah. well, cull Mr. Salazar. Why are you leaving him behind? If his wife disappears and you don't, you know, that he's a sore point. You know, yeah. Why take Nick when you could have, you know, um, offered, you know? Uh, Madison was so fucking pissed off, all they had to do was say, hey, yeah, we can get him on methadone, we'll take him out of your hair. Here, take the motherfucker that's <laughs> yeah. off. He's no son of mine. Yeah. Why yeah. do things that would enrage? I mean, all those people are now enraged. They got beat Yeah, up. it was people ridiculous, poor execution... Yeah, it, it it was pretty dumb. It's like you, you you're going through all this effort to hide all this stuff, and then by this heavy-handed crap, you just show people that you're an awful, evil military. It's like, and these guys are just national guard. After nine days, they're all yeah. they're all thugs, willing to do whatever some fucking lieutenant tells them to do. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, what they're doing makes sense. It makes sense that they would take Griselda for medical attention. It makes sense that they could be detained. The only stuff that doesn't make sense is why they wouldn't explain this and also why they wouldn't take the husband when, you know, he was told before that he's going. I mean, where's the doctor? Why is the doctor there? With, uh, you know, the guns. Why beat him down? It's like, if you have a problem, okay, go ahead. Or, you know... uh, uh, there's a thing called a bureaucracy, and you can it can stop you dead in your tracks just as well as a bullet or a, the butt of a rifle. I mean, Americans know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's smartest, dumbest. Uh, questions raised by this episode. Questions, mysteries, or unresolved issues raised by the episode. Uh, so we've got a number of them. Uh, of course, Mr. Bad's favorite is... Where the heck is everybody else, and where are the zombies? Uh, is everybody really dead? Is Kirk and if s- fucking out of his goddamn mind? There's one for you. Is what? Is Kirkman <laughs> out of his fucking <laughs> cockamamie <laughs> mind? Yes. Uh, I mean... I don't know. I, mean, I don't know, man. Why not... I mean, if he wants to follow through on the setup of it, of The Walking Dead in Atlanta, right? Uh, okay. I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Then why not do it? Okay, the military went out of hand. They started firebombing. They were going around shooting everybody in the hospital, right? That's that's true. Yeah, we did see them shooting people in the hospital. But that would have that would have been in the first nine days. As 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 people as this spreads, they start to panic. They start shooting people. People mm. start you know running. I mean, uh, you have fights going on because. The military is willing to kill you to keep you quarantined, and now you're so fucking afraid, not just of being in quarantine and dying, so you're willing to kill to get out. Yeah, Even yeah. when the safest thing is just to stay fucking put and let the military keep the, the services you need to keep civilization going. 
you know, yeah. food, transportation, yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel like they could, They, I really feel like it, it's possible to show this breakdown in a believable way where everybody is doing things that make sense, but that it all falls apart anyway because people's natures tend to have them working at cross purposes sometimes. You know, I would have loved to seen um, like a uh, a special shot of the military guys inside those face masks. I mean, uh, you know, the the whole breathing apparatus. Because I've uh, worn them in uh, in uh, nuclear power plants, and they're very claustrophobic. And then <laughs> you put on all all the other gear. You're hot. You're sweaty. You know, you're you're you know, because all the nuclear gear is the same thing. It's supposed yeah. to, it's it doesn't protect you from radiation. It just protects you from the radi uh, the water or radioactive materials getting in contact with you and and contaminating your clothes. Ah, okay. Not sure I actually so knew that. That's really all it Makes is. sense, though. And then yeah. you take the clothes off, so if there's any radiation, it's you're, you know it's in that area where you just took the clothes off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But anyway, I mean, it's very claustrophobic. It's very, you know, I, I, I would love to see people, you know, some crazy shots of, of people, you know, breathing and hearing themselves in those uh, masks and stuff. And yeah. panicking and doing things, you know, uh, and, and how that felt. That would have been great. Yeah, I agree. That would have been pretty great. <laughs> we Maybe we'll get that next show. week. We should be right. <laughs> okay, another question raised. Uh, and I guess this one is best directed at Steve because I think Brian and I have seen the next episode. Uh, what do you think, Steve? Uh, where are they taking these people? Are they taking them for treatment? Is the military actually bad, or are they going to flip it on us and surprise us and go, oh, actually, they're just trying to do their jobs? I, I don't see them. I, I think they clearly, I think it's clear that they are painting the military as this bad, self-interested group. Uh, and um, I almost think that if I had to guess, I would say a military coup has gone out, and they're trying to keep the population under control, right? So uh, they don't give a rat's ass about anybody in the quarantine zone. They could, they're willing, I think they're just as willing to kill them all, but killing them or shooting them would cause a panic. People would uh, run for the hills, and according to their mind, that would spread any contagion. So uh, I think they just want to erode these problematic people over the long term, you know, um, and get rid of them. Uh, I think okay. they're going for, like, the final fucking Nazi solution. They want to wipe out <laughs> anybody who they think could be uh, a contaminated or has something to do with this. So uh, okay. and that's the general populace. So, that, you know, <laughs> there's a weird disease in the general populace. What do we do? Let's kill the general populace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting theory. All right. Uh, how about you, Brian? You blinky light. The blinky light. What's going on with the blinky light? The oh yeah, the blink. Well, uh, and it's funny because uh, Steve's got it in the summary about the muzzle flashes and here's gunfire at the end. I swear, when I watched the episode, all I saw was. Travis uh, seeing the flashing light and realizing someone was there, I'd swear at the end of the episode I didn't I didn't like see somebody like I'll have to watch the ending then because I don't remember hearing any muffled sounds with it, but it still has a in my head. Well, Steve's got it written down here. 
So you that's... you heard gunfire and saw muzzle flashes, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, well, I'll watch it because that was my biggest thing. I'm going to see that. So that it explains like... <laughs> so, so if that's true, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess we're supposed to assume that flashlight guy is <laughs> toast. <laughs> Most likely. And it comes down to the fact of why. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless flashlight, I guess flashlight guy could be like shooting zombies that are coming at him or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we don't know. Quotes. Uh, anybody got any quotes? You uh, do you remember any of your quotes, Steve? Uh, I did find my notes. Uh, oh great! Shit, shanked it again. No, seriously, <laughs> shut up, or I might have to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Was that your only one? Those are the only one. Yeah, that was awesome. That's pretty great. All right. Uh, in that case, I guess it's time for the Walker of the Week. Oh, okay. This, of course, is the segment where we give the award to our favorite Walker of the Week, of which there were zero. Or we can give it to a character that behaved no better than Walker, of which there are many to choose from. <laughs> So, who gets your Walk of the Week award? Steve! Oh, uh, Colonel Shitbag, uh, Douchebag, uh, Lieutenant uh, Mike Myers, uh, asshole, he, he gets it. Awesome, okay, and Brown! Yeah, it's pretty much gonna give it to the same guy. Ah, Colonel Shitbag, okay. <laughs> it's either gonna be him or it's gonna be Nick for his behavior, but, you know, Sergeant Douchebag, I think, deserves it this week. <laughs> And I gotta give it for Nick. That uh, that scene with him laying under the bed while the guy suffers. <laughs> oh, that was just too uh, too amazing for me. So <laughs> for me, Nick gets it. All right, uh, Roger Award. Roger, there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. Got this, man. We got spuddy ass. Roger, me. Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger, Roger, Roger. Okay, this, of course, is the award name for SWAT Trooper Roger DeMarco from the original Dawn of the Dead movie. Uh, it's the award we give to the character who kicked the most ass in the episode, uh, but who also happens to be a character we think might have a chance of potentially getting killed off at some point, or maybe even did get killed off in this episode. Uh, so who gets your Roger Award, Mr. Bat? I'm going to give it to uh, Lisa, Liza, uh, Miss Manelli. Um, I huh. think... I think she was. She didn't kick ass so much. Uh, you know, she did a lot of good things, but uh, I think in the coming episode, she's sure to save Nick, and she's almost certainly going to die uh, when she does it. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Gr- Griselda's not going to make it out, so I think you know she'll probably try to save Nick and some other people and die when you know the military dictatorship comes after her. You don't think Griselda's going to be the Herschel of uh, Fear the Walking Dead? Oh, oh! Wouldn't it be great if they cut her leg off and 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 it was like a Grindhouse? They put one of those machine guns on her leg, <laughs> and then she starts, you know, bl- shooting everybody. Yes, that yes, would be awesome. that would be great. <laughs> okay, uh, Brian, who gets your Roger Award? I think I'll give it back. I think I'll give it again to Sergeant Douchebag or to Lieutenant Douchebag because uh-huh. um, I think he's he, he's pretty much acting like a complete nutter. Well, back uh-huh. in. 
I think I don't think he'll make it through the episode. I mean, through the series. I really don't. Uh, hopefully he'll not very sad, or better yet, uh, especially with uh, um, what is the Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead? I can't which one it is now. with that one uh, one military guy that gets ripped apart. I want to see that. <laughs> Maybe he'll get bitten and get dragged off to be quarantined along with all the uh, various people that he is oh, uh, ordered to be dragged off himself. Hmm, who do I want to give it to? Uh, there are not very many good candidates this week. Um, Madison, she kicked her son's ass pretty good there. Bam. That's true. That's true. You know what? That's a good argument. I was thinking about giving it to, it to her because she did actually take some initiative to, you know, try and uh, investigate the light, even if she was an idiot when she did it. Um, I was also thinking about giving it to Chris for actually spotting that light and then actually telling somebody about it. And uh, two times, I guess he tried to tell Travis, and then he told his mom. So that was good on him, uh, but yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess the people who kick the most ass would either be Madison or the soldiers at the end, uh, beating down, <laughs> nicking them, or murdering the uh, you know light flashy uh, people. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah, or the light flashing person who who probably killed fifty zombies with that burst of automatic weapons fire he fired at the very end there. <laughs> um, I guess I'll give it to Madison for kicking Nick's ass. That was fairly satisfying. Uh, so yeah, she gets mine. Okay, um, I don't really have any zombie analysis this week. There weren't any zombies. zombies uh, What'd you say, Steve? There were no zombies to be had. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we learned anything new this week about that, so I guess we'll skip that. Um, I guess it's time for the survival segment. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you going to do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb's life will go off. The dog's got to go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you touch him. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God! You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. Okay, this week's survival scenario is the flashy light out there in the landscape. Somebody seems to be trying to signal you, and you are you are yourself, but you're in the same position that Travis was in. You have taken the information to the military. You told the commanding officer that you saw this out there, and he just kind of blew it off. Doesn't seem like he's going to check it out. So what action do you choose to take if any, are you going to pull a medicine, sneak out there and investigate yourself, or what are you going to try to do? Uh, what do you do, Mr. Bad? I think you pull a medicine. I think uh, there's a lot of good reasons uh, to go out and not only look specifically for those specific people, but to check out what's going on. I mean, where is everybody else? I mean, uh-huh. the, my, my gated community is pretty fucking small, 
Yeah. What's happened? It's nine days. What's the rest of the world look like? I want to know. And um, maybe I need some new, new clean underwear or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know. New batteries right. for the Walkman. Or <laughs> um, I will say, uh-huh. you don't cut the fence. You never cut the fence with the wire cutters. You cut the uh, clasp that hold the fencing material to the post. Because then uh-huh. once you cut that, you just push the fence out. And actually, the integrity of the fence, for somebody who's dumb, like a zombie, is still intact. Because if you push against it, then the fencing pushes against the post. So you can push uh. it, go out one way, and then still have the fencing have sort of be intact. And it's real tough to see that the fence has been cut because it's just leaning against the post. It's not like, <laughs> up, you know, you know where you can see... Um, it sounds like uh, Mr. Bad has uh, circumvented a few fences in his day. Oh, I, 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 uh, I, I've read about... I saw an article in the National Public Radio, yes. I saw... Oh. I, I heard a story about it on American uh, News Hour. Uh, oh, okay. All right, uh, Brian, what do you do in this situation? Uh, you told the man in charge about the light, and he doesn't seem to think much of it. What do you do? I probably just ignore it at that point. Just think Nick's kind of a little nuts until I see it for myself. Um, oh, no, no, you have seen it for yourself. Well, okay, l- let's say that you have seen it for yourself. You're convinced that it does exist, and you told right. you know you I'm told convinced the, I've seen it. I would tell the military commander, yeah. tell him that he needs to go out and try to do something about it. He'll just ignore me, and I go try to be mayor. So that, that's it? You don't try anything else? It, I was uh, going to say something sarcastically about, you know, hey, I'm going to pull a Madison and I'm going to open up the uh, a big section of the fence. Yeah, but I it. think that's just, I mean, I, if you know what's going on, opening up a perimeter like that is kind of silly. Unless, of course, yeah. you're going to use it as, well, he ignored me, so this kind of will go to what the survival segment was last week. I'm yeah. going to do this, try to investigate, but I'm going to... Make sure that this hole in the wall is uh, secure enough. But I'm going to use it as my own personal little, I need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's really any good way of, of, of dealing with it. You can do either or. Um, uh, depending on how curious of a monkey and how dangerous I think it is out there. Or how much I trust the military. Obviously, they don't. Yeah. Um, i probably just tell the military and go on my business. Yeah. Um, and me, uh, I would basically do that. <laughs> I would, I think it's too dangerous out beyond the fence. I'm not well armed. Uh, there's patrols. I might get shot by the military. I might get killed by zombies. I might get infected with whatever's going on that I don't particularly completely understand at this point. Uh, it's too dangerous. I've told the people who I'm supposed to tell about it, and at that point... I don't think there's really anything particularly smart I can do about it. Uh, hopefully the military will check it out. Maybe I'll complain about it some more, tell them I saw some more flashes out there. Uh, but at this stage, I don't think it's smart for me to try and go out there and investigate it myself. Pussy. Uh. Oh, pu- oh, pussy. Okay, okay, okay. Well... It's a perfect huh. opportunity to go out and get, uh, you know, uh, goods that infected. are in short supply. But possibly infected goods? <laughs> so what? You know, people want, uh, you know, luxury goods. Or they're trapped. 42 minutes to quarantine failure. People My need goodness. alcohol. They need drugs. They need tampons. You know, anything to uh, get you laid, you know, it's out there outside the fence. 
Yeah, it might be contaminated, though. I don't know. I don't know what the hell, you know, how this disease is transmitted, particularly. What do you mean? Well, there were zombies inside the fence. There was zombie blood all over your living room. You just painted over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you buried a dead zombie. I had a dead zombie, you know, with his hands around Travis's throat. Yeah, yeah. Salazar <laughs> blew the fucking brains all over the place. So it's been bad cow disease. Those, those proteins, uh, whatever, they're all over the place. I just don't think it's a smart idea. <laughs> it's a good opportunity to get guns. You could have uh, created a cache. If you need to get out in a, a hurry, you know, creating a cache. You know, just some water, food, uh, weapons. Uh, oh, well, I'm all about creating, you know, plans to potentially exit in a hurry, but I don't think trying to scout around outside the fence is a good way to do that. I'll gather supplies from within this, the fence. Maybe I'll, you know, yeah, they've been there for nine days, right? They could be stockpiling a portion of the supplies that they've been getting. See, but that they're ready. at this point, um, I think they've... Created, uh, the military has created a uh, atmosphere of uh, panic and fear that most people don't want to go outside the fence. So they're not patrolling the fence to keep people in yet. They are guarding their own supplies and stuff like that. I think the opportunity right now is to get out and to find out what's going on. Maybe, like I said, store a cache in case in the dark of the night you decide you know, to book. You don't have to weigh yourself down with all the essentials of life. Well, well, based based on my information at this point, it seems to me that the military is being honest about the dangers outside the fence. I don't think they're making stuff up. Hey. <laughs> there's nobody. There's nobody. If if there is somebody alive out there, there's not many people alive out there, and I don't see any zombies right now. But I know they're out there somewhere. I just don't think it's a good idea to go out there. Unless I absolutely have to. Now is the only opportunity uh, Sergeant Drano is going to have to get that hot Lamborghini ride he's always coveted. You know? Oh, no, no, that no. You want a four-wheel. You want something with four-wheel drive. Something that can traverse some terrain. <laughs> a Land Rover. Whatever. I'm just uh, saying. You know. Perhaps a Honda Element. That's there a pretty good idea here. As long as it's electric, that's all I want. Electric, as long as it isn't electric, right? Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Goes gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Maybe you get uh, Willie Nelson's van, when a one that'll run on uh, biodiesel or and ground uh, up pop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Somebody was telling me that those biodiesel stuff tend to be well if if you use them constantly, they work well. Um, I heard that it, for like a generator or something, it, it doesn't work well because they get gummed up if they're not used for any sort of length of time. Yeah, um, the fuel uh, isn't uh, doesn't have the stabilizers and such. And, yeah, um, yeah. Some of the uh, um, what's my call it? Uh, like the gas line, what you would think is your gas line. Uh, mm-hmm. Evidently, the biodiesel can um, degrade that. And, uh, uh, you're right. I mean, there's things about biodiesel that you have to sort of change. It's like if you were in Brazil and wanted to run your uh, vehicle on grain alcohol or whatever. Right, Down yeah. there in Brazil, they run it on, um, on pretty much, um, yeah, mostly... Yeah, it's French ethanol, fries. Ethanol. It's mostly ethanol. 
yes, yes. ethanol. You need a different, slightly different modified engine, and and certain things like your spark plugs and your mm. line stuff have to be set up differently. Are we ready for some predictions and theories? Certainly. Let's do it. The Garman This man and his team created a series of equations which tell us with a high degree of probability where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, this, of course, is a segment where each participant gives a prediction for something that to think will happen uh, by the end of the season, preferably. Something fairly specific, something not based on uh, any interviews or spoilers or previews or uh, perhaps, for example, Brian and I have actually watched the next episode, so we can't, we can't make a prediction based on anything from that. Uh, so I guess it's probably... the best that Mr. Bag go first on this one. So, uh, have you got a prediction for us? Yes, I have a prediction. My prediction is that in the next episode, Dr. Exner will help Lisa, will will actually spill the beans on what's going on to Lisa, Liza, and uh, will enable Lisa, Liza to free Nick and make a run for it. Uh, Okay. What is going on? Uh, Oh, you think it's like a... You mentioned the death camp thing earlier, right? Yeah, I, I really think that the, there's been a military coup. I really do. Now, you keep saying military coup. What does that mean? That that generally means that the military has overthrown the government. Yes. You really think that the United States military has overthrown the government? Well, I think it's not so much as overthrown, but they have. it's like the guys with the guns are now giving orders and no longer taking any orders. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's like a martial law type situation. Right, right, but martial law would still... Uh, that just means that certain legal things would be um, uh, ended. You, you would still have civilians giving orders to the military. And I think um, they've turned the radio off. they turn turned the phone off. And it's like, okay, uh. we're taking care of ourselves. There's a big epidemic. We're going to take... Uh, severe measures to eliminate the source of the contagion. Uh, Seriously, okay. the source of the contagion is the yep. general populace. They want to isolate themselves, the military, yep. and get rid of you know that part of the population which could be compromised. Okay. All right. Okay. Brian, do you have any prediction you can make? No, I've already seen the next episode, so I'll make a prediction. There's going to be a, uh, a character named Drano, and he's going to be a bald man, and they're going to rip him to pieces. <laughs> you know, some, you know, burly woman zombie will probably just eat. <laughs> Is that uh, the word of the week, burly? It might be, might be. I'll have to... Uh... Pass that along. And this week's word of the week is Burley. Burley. <laughs> I say again, Burley. <laughs> okay, so Brian's uh, made his prediction. It's a pretty good one. And I will predict. Um, hmm, 
it's tough for me to make a prediction too. I'll tell you what, I'll just go contrary to Mr. Bad's prediction and predict that by the end of the season, we will see that there is still some sort of civilian government in place that is in charge of the military, that the military is still receiving orders from some sort of civilian government. So I guess we'll see if I'm right. Okay, uh... I guess that's it. Anybody got any final thoughts before we wrap things up for tonight? I guess my final thought is next week there better be effing zombies. Better be <laughs> fucking zombies. You betcha. <laughs> I, I, am kind of dis- I am really amped I'm kind of disappointed. I really would have expected the military to really come into second season, and this would be basically how everything slowly fell apart. So the military coming in, and we're like, we're going to take over neighborhoods. It, 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 I don't know. It seems kind of contrived at this point. Yeah, I have to agree. I can't believe, I cannot believe they glossed over nine fucking days and the civilization is, like, gone. I think most of the populace is gone. And it's like, okay, I could see something, some military fuck-up or whatever. I could see some, like, one National Guard unit going, you know, um, off the range and saying, okay, we're going to protect ourselves, you know. Uh, Shit like that happens, you know. Remember uh, Katrina? There was a a military guard, a National Guard, uh, or was it National Guard? It was um, the Corps. Yeah, it was National Guard, I think. Oh, National, it was a bunch of engineers who were in the, uh, whatchamacallit, the the dome, the uh, Uh. super dome, and they just hold up. They did, I mean, people were having problems. Uh, some people were getting drunk and, and, and raising cane. And there mm-hmm. was some serious shit. They had weapons. They had supplies. They locked the doors and, um, you know, barricaded themselves. Uh-huh. So I could see that happening on a minuscule uh, thing, but not across the nation and yeah. certainly not globally, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's the thing that bugs me the most, I think. Not so much the nine days thing, but just the incredible cliche of, ooh, the the military is now bad. The military is going to do bad things now. And I just don't think that's how it would really go down. And I, and I, and on top of that, I feel like we've seen that so many times already in other zombie movies and stuff. That it just feels tired. I don't want to see that again. That, that's just cliche to me. I agree. I agree. And I, I think it's a cop out. You know, it's just like yeah. a, uh, a quick fade to black. It's like I want to go from point A to point B, and it's like okay, we're he, not only is he not telling us where the zombie uh, disease came from. He's not showing you how uh, society broke down, and he's throwing in the military evil, uh, you know, it, it, the, the people who you thought would be there to help save the world now either have abandoned their post or now are taking actions to actually that will cause its own destruction. It's like... Right. Yeah. Yep. I can't disagree. I mean, uh, how about you, Brian? You got any final thoughts? The season finale better be fantastic. <laughs> well, that is the great skill of The Walking Dead, right? They they have crappy episodes in the middle, but generally speaking, have a pretty good ending. See, but I, I disagree. I just I don't disagree. I just want to say none of these episodes are crappy. They're very good quality. The acting yeah. is good. The the uh, the, the yeah. dialogue is good. The, yeah. the uh, they're spending a lot of money, and they have actually interesting, anxiety filled shows. It's yeah. just that the plots. 
yeah. really unbelievable. I mean, as as yeah. unbe- as hard it is to t- to uh, you know to uh, accept a zombie apocalypse, that was easy for me. I'll accept that, you know. But show have some rationale for for breaking down humanity or civilization, and show some of the drama there. You know, I mean, they show yeah. lots of horrible drama. Uh, Basically, they just kept civilization go- civilization going. That's uh, all. They- we haven't really seen any destruction of it yet, besides the riots. And wow, we can you know we've seen riots this year already. Um, <laughs> you know, so I mean, it just it just seems kind of like we they, they started at a high and then they plateaued but plateaued off for most of the rest of the season, and hopefully by the season finale, it'll just go it'll go it'll skyrocket again. But it's kind of like. My God, they could have done so many more different things to make this story much more exciting and much more interesting. They just didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of reminds me in a I way agree. of Hawaii Five-0. Um, yeah, I mean, except there you had great production values. You had great actors who I, I were invested in. There were some people from Lost I loved. Uh, but, but the uh, acting, some of the actors just sucked. Some of the plots <laughs> and the dialogue was crap. But uh, so in this show, you have lots of lots of good things, good actors, good dialogue, good uh, director, good production values. But yeah. I'm really starting to hate it, and I, you know, it's like, what I am I going to watch? Is it already? I think has glossed over what I was hoping you would see is that drama of of something causing humanity to to crash and burn. Uh-huh. And I think he's not going to show it. I think he. I think as much as you. Uh, I think what's his name? The, uh, um, the kid. What was that guy's name? Um, Marvin. Uh, Travis. Uh, not Travis. Came at Chris. No, no. The uh, the uh, squirrely guy with the knife. Oh, Tobias. 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 Yeah. I think Tobias. That, that's as much explanation. I'm. That's Kirkman's explanation. Uh, civilization was just ready to crash and burn, and uh-huh. and it's like. You were stupid if 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 you uh, were were going to stand up for civilization. But <laughs> I hope we see him again in in this. You know, by the end of the season. By the end of the season, I would agree. You better see Tobias. Like when you know people start fleeing for their lives, they need to run into Tobias. You know, like yeah. he's the guy living in uh, the sewers. You know, uh, who they'll hole up with. Something I've kind of wondered if we'd see at some point. You remember that uh, Hispanic family in season one of The Walking Dead who uh, drove off on their own? Didn't they say they were heading west? Did they say they were heading south? They're heading south. I think they were heading south, but I'm not. Don't quote me. That's been a long time. Okay. I think they were going to Florida or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. It would have been neat if they uh, they would pop up again. That would. That would be an interesting thread, but uh, I guess probably not going to happen. Yep. I'm telling you, though, when shit like this happens, you're not going to be able to travel more than a few miles. I mean, the roads are going to be locked down. Uh, they're either going to be filled with people, of cars, and uh. then you're going to have checkpoints where people are telling you, no, we're not letting anybody go anywhere. So you well, by the be- time those guys were traveling, though, it, 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 everything had pretty much broken down. So, besides just clutter in the road they shouldn't have any trouble driving from one place to another other than other than finding fuel and stuff like that i mean and walkers and walkers yeah <laughs> See, but that would be the most desperate time because everybody is you know if things are broken down then it's like 
everybody's looking. You know the scene that uh, it's the best example of that is um, that new, that recent remake of War of the Worlds, where where what's his name Tom Cruise had the only running car. Everybody oh, yeah. wanted the fucking car, and it's yeah. like one guy with a gun shot you. He took the car. Then somebody else shot him, and he took the car. It's <laughs> I like do that. you know, that's what's gonna happen. You have gas, bam! I'm gonna kill you. Oh, now I have gas. Now everybody else who's, who doesn't have gas is trying to get the the gas. <laughs> yeah, desperate people will do some crazy things. But I'm telling you. It's bullshit, because humanity has gone through a lot worse than a few fucking zombies. You can go into <laughs> Cambodia, you can go into Stalingrad, Leningrad. You know, there are horrible, horrible situations where people have stuck together, they have worked together, and they haven't given up. And they have yeah. actually sacrificed themselves, not mm-hmm. to save their family or their fucked up, alcoholic, drugged up son, but to for something larger than themselves. Right, right. And they were, it wasn't a particularly good thing. You look at the goddamn Russian, the communists, fucking Stalin, it was not anything good. People did things to, to, for, for the benefit of the other living people, not so much, you know. Right. So I don't get it that people, not everybody is going to be like Tobias and just look out for themselves. 23 minutes to quarantine failure. Uh-huh. It's not going to turn into Mad Fucking Max. <laughs> sure it will. <laughs> Negatory, good buddy. <laughs> we got a convoy right. here going, and it's a cooperative convoy, and we're looking out for each other, and the convoy is going to make it. Okay, well, hopefully you're right. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like the... Uh, what'd you say, Brian? I said, Steve, so how much did you really hate this episode? Because all you've done is curse all night. It's fantastic. I gave it an eight. There were great things about I, it. It actually, I liked the anxiety and the foreboding, and I thought there was a lot. I mean, like you said, Nick's character is great. They're giving him great dialogue. I uh, love to hate him. I mean, he's it's a good acting going on here. <laughs> But I really am pissed off at Kirkman. I, I really think we're not... I'm not going to get what I wanted it's out of the, the show. It's not the episode itself. It's the overall arc of how this series is going. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's his philosophy of humanity and civilization. He, I mean, his whole show is about a post-apocalyptic destruction or a world after humanity and civilization falls. And he just has some bullshit rationale about how it got there. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and it's so easy to come up with something to rationalize how it got there. A fucking yeah. plague with zombies would be the perfect rationale. It's yeah, easy. Yeah, and then you yeah. can have all this other stuff go in there about panic and, and people, you know, losing their shit. Yeah. You know, but... A plague where like fifty or percent of the population or more die, that automatic and they turn into zombies. Oh my god, overnight you would have millions of zombies. Uh-huh. That's a great rationale for not only things breaking down, or well, the person who did that is now dead. Oh, and he's also a zombie trying to eat my face, you know. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, the title of the of next week's, or the next, I should say next week's, but the next episode is entitled Cobalt. Any thoughts as to what that means, Mr. Bat? 
the only thing I remember about cobalt was I think um, there were some nuclear bombs that would um, they would cover the nuclear bomb with cobalt, and when the nuclear bomb went off, the cobalt actually had a very long um, half-life, so it made the radiation last even longer. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Other than that, I I don't. I mean, cobalt's metallic. Mm. It has magnetic properties. It's bluish. It's a color, a pigment. <laughs> I don't. You know. Now here's some uh, food for thought for us all. Uh, episodes. Uh, one, two, and three were all directed by uh, Adam Davidson. Uh, this episode wa- had a different director. It was directed by uh, Kari Skogland. And the next episode, Cobalt, is also directed by Kari Skogland. So... We'll see if we end up liking that one, I guess. <laughs> I can't criticize them. I can't criticize any of the technical or production values. Great production values. AMC kicked in some money. They got some good actors. Uh. They're doing some good work. Kirkman, <laughs> suck my cock. <laughs> well, now, it, it looks like and most of these episodes have different writers on them. I don't know how much Kirkman is involved on it, but... Uh, Kirkman looks like he he and another guy wrote the pilot. We got one guy writing episode two. We got a different guy writing episode three. We got a uh, lady that wrote episode four. We got a different guy writing episode five. Never never the same guy. And then for the finale, we've got... Once again, uh, Kirkman and another guy that the the same two that wrote the pilot also wrote the the uh, finale. So I don't maybe get me wrong. I don't want to say Kirkman's a hack or nothing. I read some of the uh, original comic books. I'm not saying it's Shakespeare or nothing, but um, he, <laughs> he wrote some decent material that struck a core, and he's, uh, he's made some money doing some good shows. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I have really really. Uh, divergent philosophical views about humanity and uh-huh. the qualities that will not be um, overcome. Certain yeah. qualities of humanity are not going to stop. Yeah, yeah. Some people will, you know, go down fighting, and they will go down uh, living up to the uh, better angels of their nature, and they're uh-huh. not going to uh, become cannibals or, um, <laughs> you know. Well, some will, some won't. I mean, there are bad people out there. There are good people out there. You know, exactly. bad people with bad things. Good people would do good things. Even the bad people, um, even the bad people are very organized. Human beings are capable of organization, and even bad people aren't necessarily, you know, self-destructive. You know, the cannibals had a nice thing going there. That was very well organized. You know, until well, the kid crew came along and destroyed it. You know. Well, how do you explain riots, Mr. Bad? I mean, you got lots of people going around wrecking up stuff. That's true, but um, uh, riots can be put down fairly effectively if you're really <laughs> stirring measures. <laughs> um, I guess uh, before we close, I should also mention that the 16-part web series, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead Flight 462, will premiere... October the 4th, which, uh, as of this recording, is the day after tomorrow, this Sunday. Uh, so that should be available on AMC.com. So, 
Yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on that too. We'll see. I'm looking forward to that. I did not know about that. Yeah, it says it's uh, it says it's uh, blah 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 blah. Web series is about the outbreak's effect on an airplane flight. Oh, and that uh, hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. We're having communication difficulties uh, on the station. Brian, uh, has... Brian, you're back. Hello, Brian. Yeah, we're having a little communication difficulty, Skype. Okay, well, hopefully he'll be back momentarily. But, uh... Ooh, where'd he go? Okay. 16 minutes to quarantine failure. My goodness. Yeah, so uh, the web series is about the outbreak's effect on an airplane flight, and it says uh, here that one of its characters will be introduced in the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead second season. So one of the people in this... Web series is going to be in season two. I so haven't even heard about that. I look forward to, to looking into that. Ah, that could be cool. It's, I've been badmouthing Kirkman pretty much. I've been t- basically saying, you know, to put his lips on my cock all night. <laughs> but uh, more power to him. I mean, he's a fucking comic book writer. How many goddamn comic book writers ever get this much exposure for the work? Not only to mention make a shitload of money. Most comic book writers no don't make dick. <laughs> he's definitely making a boatload of money off of comic books. More power to him. I just wish he would. I don't want to say it more realistic or rash or you know. I just, I just wish it different. Fifteen you know? minutes I to quarantine failure. To me, well, it doesn't make sense. Well, when I I've heard a few interviews with Kirkman, and sometimes it seems like he doesn't take his own work. All that seriously sometimes. Uh, when you're writing about fucking zombies in a comic book, <laughs> I would say great. <laughs> but you gotta take it a little more seriously when you're, you're spending millions of dollars and making TV out of it. Um, yeah, I would tend to agree. Maybe you don't, you know? Really? I mean, maybe oh, I think Brian's back. Hey, Brian. Yeah, my internet just dropped me, so I was like, hostiles, shit. Hostiles, hostiles, <laughs> I think it's Kirkman and his hostiles are trying to sabotage our work because we're getting close to the truth. Wouldn't they have kicked you off then, Steve? And they not don't have that. They're afraid to come after Mr. Bad. They, just, oh. you know, the lines guarding Mr. Bad's communication have uh, have some serious se- uh, security. Uh, you've got all those government contacts. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you're back, Brian. You got anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap it up? Pretty much done. Uh, we'll see you next week, I guess. That sounds good. Yeah, I guess we'll shoot for Friday again. Uh, and I guess that's it. Okay, well, uh, from all of us here at the Dharma Initiative, thank you. Have a stay. And good luck. Mr. Bad Robot! Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over.
driving me back Your love for me got to be real For you to know just how I feel I love for real, not fade away Love is love and not fade away. 